The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, welcome to uh, Saints Happy Hour. I don't know exactly what we're going to call this one because it's the first one, but basically it's the fan spotlight. And any of the patrons that donate at least $5 a month, you you get you get eligible for the magnet and you get in the drawing every month to where you get to talk to me or Andrew for like five to ten minutes about anything. Uh, and the first winner is Eric Flint. We did the original drawing and I waited it because we have about seven people that have been donating for like two and a half years, even before we started the cool stuff where we really tried to drive the donations. And Eric was one of the he's either the first or second longest donor we have, so I was really excited that he won. Eric, thanks for joining me. You are the uh, initial winner. You can put this on your mantle as totally worthless things that you've bought in your life. It is one of the highlights. Thank you, Ralph. Appreciate it. <laughs> so awesome. I guess my you got a New Orleans number. So give me like your 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 Saints fandom like encapsulated like your first Saints memory that you have. It uh, it goes back to the eighties. I guess I mean really a starting. Oh, you're old like years. me. If you if you're uh, talking eighties, yeah. I like that. Yes, yeah, I'm forty. And it started right around when they started winning. So I don't consider it bandwagon because I was only six or seven. Yeah. But uh, it started right about then. Yeah, I mean, my first memory well, for the I have Saints. I that that's, that's how. Well, my first memory with the Saints Sorry, is 80. 80- my, my theory is that the pessimists, the Saints, the haters are the ones who existed before the Mora years, <laughs> lived through the, you know, the bum years. And uh, those of us who came up with the Dome Patrol are kind of the the homers. Yeah, I mean, the, the if you, you talk to a, a Saints fan that's like over the age of of like fifty, and they never like the the doom and gloom and everything is going to end horribly and never be. I'm never going to really be happy. Like the over fifty fan, Saints fans, they're like that. But I feel like the ones that are like our age, like forty to forty two and younger, like for me, the Super Bowl kind of like washed all my negativity away. And yeah, San Francisco in two thousand eleven and last year versus Minnesota put it a little bit back, and you, you have the feeling of dread. But like my first Saints memory is Walter Payton breaking the Russian record in eighty three. I think it was they stopped the game. Bum went to know. midfield and shook his hand. But like, what's your first as a kid? Like your first Saints memory? The first one that stands out, I mean, I, you know, used to watch them. I remember seeing them, but the first specific one was um, watching them make the playoffs the first time. Um, I was watching with my grandma, and I just remember um, stepping out into the yard and screaming, and it, I was hooked, you know, from that point. Um, and I, I would say watching it with my grandma and my father – who are both two of the most negative Saints fans. I mean, my grandmother's passed now, but she used to, she'd get mad at the replays of the bad plays, you know, like constantly. So, um, be, you know, having to kind of balance out that negativity was the way I came up. Yeah. So, um, you know, as you look like, 
when you look at the Saints, like is there is it besides like winning the Super Bowl or other things, like what's your what's a, a memory of a Saints fan that you're like, that memory was great and it's not the Super Bowl and it's not Gleason, but it's something just random, some random game that they won that sticks with you that you're like, that'll keep me being a Saints fan forever. Uh I mean, they're not um, they're not that random. The two that are probably stick out the most is I was at the first playoff win uh, oh, with the Rams. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. Brian I remember Hill. some Rams fans just as, as they were coming back, and it seemed like they were definitely going to come back. Oh, that was that was um, that was dark Rams. times when it was when you when, was, when you oh, were like yeah. you were thinking they are going to blow a thirty-one to seven lead. I cannot believe this is happening. If that, if that game was 25 seconds longer, they would have beat us. I mean, they just were roaring back. And we had some Ram fans right by us who were talking so much shit in that last five minutes. <laughs> and when uh, when the, the, when Hakeem dropped the ball, it was just insane. I remember walking out of the Dome and giving a homeless person like $10 right there on the street. I've never seen ecstatic. people so happy in my life. They had... Oh, my God, it was amazing. They had a guy, and I think I've told this story in the podcast before. They had a guy when we were walking out the – the plaza, like the front, because we were, or the, the terrace, you know, you, you either, you, you, the escalators are shut down, so you just walk out the dome, right? And you just keep going, ran around to the bottom, right? Uh, they had a guy and a woman uh, on his shoulders, and she was topless, and she was just screaming at people, We won the fucking playoff game! Look at my tits! Look at them! And it was just the most New Orleans thing I think I had ever seen. It was like show your tits for beads, but like connected to football. And it was just, it was just like <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. Like they won a playoff game, people are going bananas, and this woman is on this dude's shoulder, and she's topless. Um, <laughs> you know, growing uh, up, it's amazing. But one of my memories that that sticks with me. For the Saints forever is in '87 when they beat San Francisco uh, in oh, San Francisco, yeah. and they blocked a they, that team blocked nine kicks in '87, and they blocked a field goal, and Johnny Poe ran it back for a touchdown. I remember just like running up and down the hall in my in my parents' house in Lakeview, just like euphoric, like it was just I just <laughs> thought it was like the greatest thing ever because it, like I, you know at that time I'm like 11 so my Saints history like I'm just now like getting you know you're just now getting into football and at that time you feel like you haven't seen everything you know now that we're like 40 right Eric like we've seen every kind of play under the sun even the Minnesota right. game last year you kind of seen it but like when you're 11 and you see like a block field goal for the first time you're like oh my god that's amazing but um especially when your kicker is Morton Anderson and you can <laughs> be missed Exactly, that, and and beating the Forty ers back then that was like oh, you know the Rebels beating, beating the Death Star like it was incredible. I mean, just the Forty ers just owned the Saints. It was just so many traumatic memories, you know. And and it got me thinking this week of they play Cleveland, and the last time the Saints beat Cleveland in the Dome, Steve Walsh was the quarterback, and he actually came in and replaced John Forcade. And I remember one of my traumatic memories with the Saints is John Forcade in nineteen ninety on a Monday night. The Saints played San Francisco, and they lost. I think. 17 to 12 or 16 to 12 and basically what it was was the dome patrol just stoned the the 49ers for four quarters but the saints did the atlanta falcons what they did thursday where they got in the red zone like five times and only kicked four field goals 
and they end up losing because Joe Montana threw a touchdown with like 20 seconds left. And it just sticks with me because that was one of the first times the Saints were on Monday Night Football where it felt like it was – they opened on Monday Night Football. And, you know, Monday Night Football, it's not like it is now where they open on – they have the Sunday, they have the Thursday night game and then they have the Sunday night right, game right. And, and the two Monday night games. So the Monday night game, the opener is kind of diluted. But, man, in like 1990, when you opened on Monday Night Football at home – Oh, you had arrived. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for – Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Like, that was like, it was like, oh my God, we're playing on Monday Night Football to open the year like the saints are no longer like this running gag like we are for real now and it just broke your heart but we're we're, we're gonna we're recording this third we're recording this wednesday and it's running on a friday um but uh how much fear do you have for cleveland as a as a fan i want to get the fan pulse i hate these games like there's nothing worse than a game that we should win um especially coming out of after what we just saw and we don't actually know if the team's good or not. Um, but there's nothing worse than a game like Cleveland where, you know, we have everything to lose. Like this, this kind of game, especially with Cleveland just terrifies me. Um, but I think it works in our favor that last week's game went the way it did, that the defense has to have a massive chip on its shoulder. Um, I'm just not going to be comfortable until we've got, four touchdowns on, on the Browns though. <laughs> I'm watching the Cleveland I'm watching Cleveland Pittsburgh right now. It's in overtime. And Cleveland Cleveland is a is a hot they're they're weird because they they alternate between being a hot mess and a competent team uh-huh. as I watch the game. It feels um, like they're gonna be like a dangerous six win team or something. Like they're gonna they're gonna beat some good teams this year, um, but not be competent enough to you know, really well, out of season. I think their secondary has issues. Pittsburgh's really pushed them around, which is not good. It's not a good sign for them when they got pushed around at home, obviously, because they're playing the Saints on the road for them. Um, so it'll be interesting. Right. I, I just feel like the, the thing is, if the Saints lose to Cleveland and Cleveland snaps the 18-game winless streak against the Saints, like that's something that Atlanta fans and other fan bases can throw in our face forever. And I 
like that's oh. one of the main reasons besides Owen two besides all that like I just don't want opposing fans and especially Atlanta fans to be able to throw that in our face like the Saints have got to win this game I don't care if it's forty two to forty or six to three like they've got to win this football game just from yeah, just from we, my we mental health on Twitter well that's I mean yeah that's I, I think uh, you know shit talking with Atlanta is almost as important as the actual record and whatever the season was in high It hindsight. might be more important, um, to be honest. Yeah. This would definitely give them – this would give them better material, in my mind, than the Minnesota Miracle because I don't think that oh. ever really hurt us as much as they think it hurt us. I mean, like the, thing, the, the thing is with the Minnesota Miracle, it didn't hurt at the time because – one, Philadelphia ended up winning the Super Bowl. And two, you looked at the Saints, and, they, and they're and they so young, you thought that they had more time and they could build, right? And when you were building towards something, it wasn't the end. The Minnesota Miracle, if the Saints don't, if, if like, they go back to the 7-9, and 8-8 eight and eight abyss, and Drew Brees never gets yeah, back to the playoffs, know. then we'll look back on the Minnesota Miracle, and it'll hurt more. It'll be like the San Francisco game, because you'll feel like, oh, man, it really was the end, and we didn't realize it. But right now we're like, eh, whatever. But if they lose to it's Cleveland, like the, Eric, my like God, the 2006 season. Like we're so happy to be there. Yeah, we, the expectations were so low. Just getting there was enough. Um, so, and the fact that we outplayed them in that game, you know, so it wasn't. It was a fluke. So it doesn't. It doesn't hurt me as much as you know blowing a 25 point lead. Cleveland will, Cleveland will hurt me. Cleveland will hurt me so deeply, Eric. I swear, if they lose to Cleveland. Channel 4 might need a five-second delay for my Monday morning <laughs> hit at 645. It's going to be uh, 90 seconds of sobbing on the camera. <laughs> I don't, I, they're, they're, I'm not going to be wearing a bag. They said that it's too early. 0-2 is not a good time for me to wear a bag. <laughs> so I won't be wearing a bag. But I may have like a prop or something to like convey my sadness and anger to uh, Sheba and Jade and Eric Polson. But... Uh, <laughs> You can just lay so, a bag behind you. Have it sitting, like out. People know it's, it's in the <laughs> coming. Like I'll have like a like a sad like a sad a sad Browns bobblehead next to me. Yeah, to, to, to just show sitting she. there, nodding. Uh-huh. Yeah, but finally, you are are in the Saints Children's League, uh, and I think you've mm-hmm. been in the Children's League every year we've had it. Um, uh, this is so, third year. Third um, year, one right? The first year did terrible last year. Yes. Yeah. I mean, my 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 team in the children's league, I, the, the 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 auction I take more seriously because I feel like the strategy. My my thing with the children's league, I draft for comedy, and it's not that I don't want to be uncompetitive. I just want you guys that that support us and and pay the fu- pay the the fee and everything. I want you to have fun on the draft day. And hey, people that are Your that team are in is the league that horrible. I do. I, dra- I drafted. I drafted a team that I want to hate. Like I have like everybody in the yeah. South except Greg Olson, and he got hurt. Uh-huh. So I actually, I caught a break there. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah. I want to. I want to hate like, watch the team because I feel like I, I put the Ralph Marlboro stink on the whole NFC South, and I do a public service, right? Um, but that is true. Yeah, we we should thank you for. And none of us wanted to draft any of those guys. Yeah, so like no, we don't want. Like nobody wants to drafting. But uh, the thing for the thing for fantasy is um, we have a great time, and I want people to know that. And, and uh, I think the funnest thing about that league 
is that people know that I'm completely reckless with trades. I've already had like four trade offers. Like people offer me the most ridiculous trades and like I'll counter offer or do things and like the bigger and more ridiculous trades that people want to do, I am here for it. I will either destroy a good team or take a bad team and rearrange them and make them worse or make them a title contender. I don't care because I look at fantasy, especially since I run the the thing and I don't want to win. Yeah, you're not going to overrule yourself. Yeah, I'm not going to overrule myself. But the thing is, like, I run the league. I really don't want to win the wrestling belt myself. So it's not Mm -hmm. that I'm, like, sabotaging my own team, but I really – like winning is not the most important thing. The most important thing is that I'm like the commissioner and I have to spread fun to everybody. So if I could do a tr- if I could do a ridiculous trade with everyone in the league, that would make me completely happy. Um, but fi- well, will, final I'll final in your lineup for someone to post. Final question cuz you've been you have been donating for the longest time. How did you discover our podcast? Uh, Twitter. Like Twitter. Was, um, <laughs> at some point, yeah. I mean, at some point, I've uh, transitioned my Saints news from Saints Report to Twitter, and uh, you and Jude are two of the best on there. Um, well, Jude knows what he's talking about. I make jokes. Eric, thanks so much. We cannot say enough for the people that that donate and allow us to do cool stuff. And if, if we've bought stuff, we fix the audio. We got we and and because of that, because of the better quality audio, it people don't realize that like. People are now finding us and listening to us, like media people and Streif and Triplet. And by having by having money to spend on better quality products, like they listen to our podcast and they're like, "Oh, that's kind of professional." I'll go on that podcast where, like before, I sounded like I was talking underwater with a snorkel, and we couldn't really get good guests. Now we can get the good local saints people that people want to hear and it's because of people of fans like you that donate a little bit every month and this is just a thank you that me and andrew cooked up for you so guy thanks for uh for giving me 20 minutes and uh hopefully the saints will uh beat cleveland and we won't have the uh months and months of shame and uh good luck in the children's league all right thank you ralph i really appreciate it love the show all right thank thank you